Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Hallelujah. Let's praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's not as many people as the second, but I don't, as the first, but let's go for it. Let's go for it. God is good. We're in the house of the Lord. We can rejoice and be glad that this is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank you, Lord, for the ability to share your word today. The Lord, we don't have to face persecution, Father God. That we don't have to fear the enemy, Father God. That actually, I thank you, Father God, that your word will go forth today, Father God. And I pray that hearts will receive. I just pray, Father God, that you'll remove me. And I pray that your word would come forth. Holy Spirit, I give you myself right now, Lord. And I say, use me, Lord. Use me. Strengthen me. Strengthen people today who are weary, Lord who are weary and need encouragement, Lord. I pray that in your precious name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So yeah, I'm reading from Judges 16 today um, about the story of Samson and Delilah. It's, it's quite a hard story, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, as preparing for it, there's so many angles that you could come up. But the angle that I want to come up is... Um, And the title of my message is, Keep Your Guard Up. And basically, I just want to, I felt like there was three areas in which we could be exposed to as Christians. And I'm just going to read, it's quite a lot of scripture to read. But, you know, who knows that the word of God is alive today and it's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. So, as the word goes forth, God might just drop stuff in your spirit. So, I'm going to read from Judges. 16, one to, verses 1 to 8 first. So it says, One day Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. Word soon spread that Samson was there. So the men of Gaza gathered together and waited all night at the town gates. They kept quiet during the night, saying to themselves, When the light of the morning comes, we will kill him. But Samson stayed in bed only until midnight. Then he got up, took hold of the doors of the town gate, including the two posts, and lifted them up, bar and all. He put them on his shoulders and carried them all the way to the top of a hill across the Hebron. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sorek. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong and what it could take to tie you up securely. Samson replied, if I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that haven't not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings and she tied Samson up with them. She had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of the house and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstrings as a piece of string that snaps when it's burned by a fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. And then verses 10 to 14, we see that Samson keeps... He keeps trying to be captured by Delilah. She keeps on trying to still find out the source of his strength. Still, we see that um, the Philistines are in wait for him. And she keeps on shouting, Samson, they've come to capture you. And slowly and slowly, she's, she's nagging at him. And she's trying to get the secret of his strength. And then we come to verse 15. And it says, then Delilah pouted. How can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until she was sick to death of it. Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to the God as a Nazarite from birth. 
If my head was shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. Delilah realized that he'd finally told her the truth. So he went for the Philistine rulers. Come, so she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has really told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hand. Delilah lured Samson to sleep with his head in her lap. And she called, she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his head. In the same way, she began to bring him down and his strength left him. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I'll do as, I, I'll do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. And they took him to Gaza, where he, bound, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind the grain in the prison. But before long, his hair grew back. Hallelujah. You know, like I said, the title of my message today is Keep Your Guard Up. And that's such a familiar term to me because as an ex-professional Thai boxer, keeping your guard up is one of the most basic techniques as a boxer. A boxer can do uh, many things he, to, as a defense. He can do slips. He can, he can dodge a punch. But keeping the guard up, it's just so simple. You know, you just protect your chin and you, and you protect your, the front of you. And it, it helps you not to become exposed to the enemy. And some of us today, I believe we just need to keep our guard up. In this season, the enemy is looking for an opportune time. He's looking to see where we might be exposed. Just like Samson, where he was exposed to Delilah's enticement. Let, let me find your strength. I want to know your strength. And sometimes, really, there's seasons where your strength's just going to be, you're just going to have to stand firm. And you're just going to have to keep that guard up. And that's just an encouragement that during this season, I just really believe that, you know, like we heard by John Louis, that the politics and all this, maybe not being able to evangelize out on the streets, not being able to share our faith. Sometimes we're just really going to have to stand firm. You know, as Christians, we can come so, um, yeah, we can come so focused on the advancing for God that we forget about the protection that God has given us. And Samson had clearly forgot his protection. He, he clearly forgot the God that had called him, that called him to be set apart. He was a Nazarite. He was to be set apart to God. And sometimes we can focus so much on advancing that we forget that God has given us the Ephesians 6 armor of God. You know, we are to take our stand against the enemy's schemes and strategies. And how we do that is we put on the breastplate of righteousness. We put on the helmet of salvation. We put on the buckle of truth, uh, the belt of truth. We put on the shoes of the good news. You know, then we take up the sword. Then we take up the shield. And so many of us get that order wrong. And even in Ephesians, it tells us, it tells us to put it in that order. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. At the end of the story, we don't, we don't see Samson standing firm. He's allowed the enemy to come and capture him. You know, we need to not forget the elementary teachings of God. You know, the protection is such an elementary teaching. Putting on the protection. So many of us want to be soldiers for Christ and take the sword out and, you know, the great shield of faith. But so many of us forget that we need to actually daily, we need to protect ourselves. I believe that we're never meant to remove the armor at all. We're always meant to keep the armor of God up. When we wake up, we put on the armor of God. I remember doing prison ministry. And before we go into prison ministry, we would, we would read Ephesians 6. And we would put on the protection. We would put on the protection. Because sometimes you can be vulnerable. And th there's many ways in which Samson was vulnerable. But today he's given us his armor. He's given us his armor to protect us and to secure us. And yeah, we need to not forget those basic teachings because, you know, some of us want, it's great 
that we go on to the meat, but some of us need to go back to the milk of the word and actually remind ourselves of the foundations of our faith. Stop looking ahead when you actually haven't, you know, God's prepared you and he's given you things, equip you to be prepared, but you're not willing to put them on. So let's just daily put on those uh, Ephesians 6 armor of God, but at the same time, never take them off. You see, Sometimes when a fighter, when he gets knocked out, it's the punch that he didn't see that, that knocks him out. You know, they'll do like a, a one, two and a hook and it's the hook that knocks him out. And sometimes that's what we're exposed to. The enemy throws a hook or we've let down our guard and the hook's been able to get us. And I believe there's three areas in which we can be exposed today and I'll, I'll go into them shortly. But I really believe as Christians, we need to not be... Samson, uh, he was meant to deliver Israel. He was meant to be their deliverer. And he, like Gideon did it with an army, Samson did it by himself. But I don't think we're meant to do things by ourselves. We're not meant to be individuals. We're meant to be accountable to a body. And that's the reason why we have the body of Christ. This is the reason why we come to church. Because we can stand back to back. You know, when you put on the breastplate of righteousness, there's nothing on the back. But what we have is one another. It says in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, that two people are better than one. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, then the other can reach out and help out. You know, Samson didn't have anyone to help him out. That was his trap. The trap was that he had no one to help him out. He had a pride in his heart that said, I don't need anyone. I don't need the body of church. Oh, you know, so many individuals that you see, you know, our world today is about individualism. Everything's about my walk. It's not about the collective walk. And we need to start getting to this mindset that we start thinking about one another, how we may edify one another, not about our individual walk. And that's what Samson did. He just cared about himself. He didn't care about others. And I'm going to hold my hand up. I've fallen for that trap of being an individual when actually God has called me. When I was first called to Christianity, I was overwhelmed by the, the strength in numbers. We have strength in numbers. You know, even animals, they're called a flock of birds, uh, a school of fish. You know, they come together collectively. When a flock of birds is flying and one of them comes out, the enemy can prey on them because he's come away. Let's not come away today. That's what Samson, he came away from the strength of God today. Hallelujah. 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 You see, also we need to remind ourselves that the enemy's timing isn't always, we can't always perceive it. You know, Samson, when the people of Gaza are laying in wait for him, they say to themselves, let's not go during the night, let's go at dawn. You know, sometimes the enemy ain't going to come to you in your darkest hour. He's going to come in your good season where you feel so confident, where you feel like you're on top of the world, when everything's going great for you. That's when the enemy comes. And he can also, we know that he can come in your darkest hour. But I think we're meant to know that he can also come in the good seasons. And we're still meant to keep our guard up. You see, Jesus had this uh, amazing experience in the Jordan. And then that was his, that's like our good season. Say we have, when I got baptized, great season. And then you go into the wilderness, but still yet, Jesus keeps his guard up. He has the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He has the word in him. And sometimes we, in those seasons of triumph, we can stop reading our Bibles. We can get arrogant in ourselves and our own abilities. That, we, we, that great season we're having, we, we don't pray as much. We don't read as much because we start, we start um, relying on self. And that's what God doesn't want us to do. So I'm just encouraging you in this season when, when you're maybe having a great season. Maybe it's a great season for you today. The, the word is keep your guard up. 
Keep reading your word. Keep fanning into flame the gifts that God's given you. Keep coming around the body. Don't let your guard down because you might end up in a wilderness and you might become tempted because the enemy comes to tempt and bring the accusation. But Jesus comes with the word. You've got to be prepared in every season. You know, when a ref starts a fight, he says, protect yourself at all times. And that's what we're meant to do. We're meant to protect ourselves in every season. Not just slip and slip our guard and get caught off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the enemy is waiting for an opportune time. And he'll come back. He'll come back when you're mo- you might have got through that season, that good season, kept your guard up. But he's still waiting. He's still waiting for a little chink in your armor. He's still waiting for that guard to be dropped. And when he can get you, when he can get you to feel like self-assurance and, you know, self, it's all about self, how well I'm doing, how great I'm doing for God. That's when, that's when he'll come, I believe. Don't get too self-confident. Be confident in God. Be confident in God today. You know, the first point I want to talk about is the fact that we can get into a trap of performing. Performing. Samson, I believe he got, from, from the scripture, I believe he was performing. Because he went to the, um, the town gate when the people of Gaza were trying to attack him. He went to the town gate and he took the two posts and he lifted them up, bar and all. And he put them on his shoulders and he carried them all the way to the top of the hill across from the Hebron. You see, the top of the hill would have been the most prominent place. It was a place that would have been seen, where he would have been visible, where he would have been noticed. You know, what are you doing today in your life where you want to be noticed? You know, so much of the world today is... How many Facebook views can I get? How, how many views can I get on this Instagram? What, what, what are you doing for God? But the motive doesn't come from serving God. It comes from making man. You want the praise of man. You don't want the praise of God. You want the praise of man. And that's what Samson wanted. He wanted the praise of man. He wanted to show off his strength. That's why he lifted it up. He, he was being arrogant in a sense. He was saying, look at me. And sometimes when we say, look at me, we get unwanted attention. And that's what happened to Samson. He got unwanted attention. And the Philistines, I believe people in that hill could see him. And the enemy's thinking, ah, I'll get him. He's too confident. He's too cocky. He's too sure of himself. You know, sometimes we can do things to grab attention. We want to... we want something to be visible. And when I used to be um, uh, a semi-professional tie boxer, I made these trophies. I, I got loads of trophies at home, but I've hid them now. I don't like them. Um, and I made these so visible in my house. I put them in a place where, that if you walked through my house, you would know that Lewis is a great tie boxer. You would know the trophies that he's won. And... That's just like Samson. It's the pride before the fall. It's like, I want people to walk in. It's like Samson. He's saying he wants people to see his accolades. He wants people to see his accomplishments and his talents. You know, I'd rather be a trophy of God's grace than have this as a trophy, you know. Our lives. What are we putting on display? What are we putting on display? What are we intentionally showing people today? We might be showing people that we have a gifting in this ministry. We have a gifting in the prophetic, maybe evangelism. But you're, you're putting it on show. You want to be a show-off, you know. And, that's, and show-offs, yeah, show-offs get themselves caught. They get themselves in a predicament today. You will get yourself in a predicament if you show I remember when Thai boxing, I wanted to show-off because I... I wanted to look great in this fight. I wanted a perfect picture for my Facebook page. A nice spinning back kick to the head of someone and knock them out. And uh, I just remember trying to do that in the middle of the fight. And my flexibility wasn't... 
I could do it at the time in training, but it's, but try and pull it off in the ring is another story. Um, so I tried doing this spinning back kick. But when you do a kick like that, you're quite exposed. You know, you're exposed to, the, to your opponent. And what happened is he hit me and I actually felt the repercussion of that because I exposed myself. And that's what happens when we show off is that we let our guard down. You know, we really need to truly examine our motives, why we're doing stuff. You know, it's such a, it's such a trap. It's so easy that, you know, you want to look great. You know, you know sometimes we want to live up to a status. You know, when did Christianity become about levels? Another level, another devil. What? I didn't know I was coming to serve a God for a level of hierarchy. I didn't know that there was a hierarchy today. There isn't. We're all on the same. We were all sinners and we've all been saved by God's grace. You know, there's no hierarchy. You know, you see these ministries and you, I, I've fallen for this trap. You see the man of God at the front and you put him on a level and he's on a status. He has a status and that's what Samson wanted. He wanted the status among his peers and among his people. And we got to die to that. You know, when did, when did the walk come about living for status? We need to die to self. I thought the walk was about becoming more like Christ. Christ had equality with God, but he considered it nothing to be grasped. You know, he made himself nothing, obedient to death on a cross. Are you willing to lose your life today? Or are you just looking for the levels? Levels in prophecy, going, going higher in prophecy, going higher in event, all this stupid stuff. <laughs> it's a waste of time. You know, we need to boast of our weakness today, church. Like Paul, Apostle Paul, he's, he's blinded, you know. And he has this amazing uh, conversion. But we see that he doesn't boast of his own strength. He boasts of his weakness. And we need to be a people that are willing to talk about our weaknesses. That are willing to be vulnerable with one another. That we're not, oh yeah, oh, with that great word I gave. Remember that great word? I, you know, that's constantly in your head. And it's all about performance. Or oh, that, oh, that person I led to the Lord. You know, it's meant to glorify God. It's not meant to glorify you. Hallelujah. And we have to die to those cravings of getting self-glory. It's all about the glory of God. It's all to give glory to God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when I was a professional tie boxer, I wanted to get on this um, uh, kind of show, this promotion called Glory. But I thank God that I'm here today. And I'm not serving that. And I'm here sharing the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Wow. The glory of man. Wow. You know, and then secondly, I want to talk about um, this pressure trap. You know, because Samson was, Delilah was, her job, she did her job well. She did her job well. She came to entice Samson. It's such a tragic story, actually, because he gives away the secret to his strength. Yeah, I didn't want to preach on this because it's a tragedy. I want some encouragement. Um, but yeah, she came at him. She tormented him. She prodded the finger. She was nagging at him. And I don't know today, but when you're under pressure, you give in. There's a likelihood to give in. Um, I've wanted to give in so much this week. Um, just the pressure's been a mountain. And sometimes, I believe there's people here today, you want to give in on life. You just... You just had enough. The amount of pressure is just coming on top of you. It feels heavy. And I just feel like the Lord is saying, just hang in there. You know, hang in there. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. The Lord will strengthen you. Just hold on. Hold on. When we've got, when we've got nothing else, we just need to hold on to the cross. Oh, cling on to the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the enemy is the father of all lies. He was a liar from the beginning. And he wants to find out the source of your strength. Like Delilah, she wanted to know the secret to his strength. She wanted to capture him and subdue him. 
So that his, you know, and then and we see in the end that his eyes are gouged out and that he's blinded because it blinds his vision. And some of you today, you might, your vision might be blinded, but God wants to restore your vision today. It might have been distorted. The enemy might have come to distort your vision. You know, because Samson revealed the secret. Unfortunately, he revealed the secret. His parents had been given, his parents were barren and they'd been given this child to de- deliver the nation of Israel. And he was set apart. He was called to be set apart. And we, we so need that in a generation today. You know, we need to be separated from God. We um, separated from the world, sorry. And we need to be separated to God. You know, that's a testimony. You, you know, you can go out on the streets and do evangelism, give provo- prophetic words. But trust me, I work with the youth. And if they see a life that is set apart to God, that doesn't go and, um, you know, is enticed by the world. When you, when you stand in for God, they see it. They see it. These young people, they're not stupid. They're not stupid. They see a life that is changed. They sit, they're like, why does that guy not do that stuff? Why does that guy, when I show him this at youth club, why doesn't he not look at it? And it's because I'm, there's zero compromise. There's zero compromise. I just went off. But yeah, the pressure trap. You see, I remember I was, I was in a fight, my last ever fight before I, I was coming to the Lord. In 2013, and this, yeah, he was, he had uh, 20 years experience, no, 22 fights more more than me. It was my third fight, and we're fighting for a title. So I examined, I examined him, I watched him, and I knew that he was going to apply the pressure. I knew that if I dropped my guard, because he was so like, he just swang, and, and the punches looked strong, and he knocked people out. So I knew in that fight, under pressure, I was going to have to stay disciplined. And that's what we need to do, church. When we're under pressure, we need to not let the enemy come in and try and entice us away with our own sinful desires, you know. Because sometimes we can say, oh no, the enemy's tempting us. But actually, James talks about the evil desires within inside of us. So sometimes when you're down and you're, you're under pressure, you, you start to give in to the to the uh, desires of your flesh. You know, we need to, God has saved us from that today. We're no longer slaves to sin, but we've been set free. We're sons. You know, a slave does not belong to the family, but a son has a permanent home. He belongs to the family of God forever. And I remember in that fight, I was injured. I was actually injured. I went into that fight with uh, shoulder pain, really bad shot. I don't know why I went into this fight. It was stupid. Because, you know, I was act- it was stupid because I was trying to perform. I wanted to win the belt. I wanted to win it so much. I wanted to show it off to people. That, just like Samsa, I wanted to show off my talent and my accomplishment. And I actually compromised myself because now my shoulders are really injured. And... Basically, during that fight, and it just reminded me that when pressure comes, the pressure was coming at me. And he, he kept on throwing these punches, and they began to wear my arms down. And I believe some of us today, pressure has come on us. We're beginning to become exhausted. We're beginning to become tired. But I tell you what, I just kept my guard up. And when you keep your guard up today, what you're saying, when your strength is depleted, when you're exhausted and you just, you say faithfully, Lord, I'm going to keep it up. I'm going to keep it up no matter what. The Lord will strengthen those feeble arms. He will strengthen those feeble shoulders. He will give you a testimony of his strength, not your strength. Don't rely on your own strength today. You know, when the pressure comes, we lose sight. Samson lost sight. He lost sight of God. You know, when the pressure is applied, we lose sight of the cross. We lose sight of the finished works of Jesus Christ. He has conquered death. He has conquered the foe. You know, yeah, sometimes we, we put the enemy on a playing field with God and it's different. Jesus went and got the keys to Hades and he destroyed death. You know, death does not... Yeah, shaka basika, yeah. Yeah, death no longer has hold over you today. Death no longer has hold of you. Yeah, you see, Delilah wanted to 
provoke a reaction in him. But he, she was prodding. She kept prodding. You know, if you've ever been prodded, it hurts. <laughs> and she kept prodding and she kept prodding. But she wanted that specific area. She wanted to know the strength. She wanted to know where his strength lie. And it's funny because the Philistines were actually in wait. They were in wait in the inner room. And that's just like sin is crouching at your door. And we need to be careful that when pressure is coming, that we don't forget that there's an enemy. And he wants us, he just wants us one chink in our armor. One, one little thing. I don't know what that might be for you, for you today. You know, this week, I've wanted to give in like so much. I wanted, things have gone wrong. <laughs> things have gone wrong. I tried to do this word yesterday. My laptop broke. I couldn't write up my notes. Um, but again, I was relying on my own strength. Because I'm used to a way of doing this, I had to really depend on God and just say, Look, Lord, I have to throw away my strengths. My strength is writing this up in a certain way, putting on a Word document, then making it a PDF. And I feel comfortable with that. But... You know, under pressure, you're just going to have to get down and you're just going to humble yourself before the Lord and say, Lord, you take over today. Lord, you give me the words. I'll open my mouth and you will fill it. You know, under pressure, the enemy will get you to reveal your secret. You know, the source of your strength. Where does the source of your strength come today? That's what really the enemy wanted to get to. The Philistines wanted to capture him. He made a mockery of them and, he, and they wanted to get back at him. They wanted to take revenge. And just today, we, need to, we just need to stay disciplined and fight the good fight of faith, you know. And just, you know, Lord, I don't, I feel like this pressure, just be honest with Lord. Just be honest with him. If you're, you're in a place today that you feel like you're going to give up, I just, I just urge you to get on your knees, you know. Get on your knees and you know, the pressure might be so much. And I, believe, I really believe God wants to lift that off people today. He wants to lift the pressure. You know, the pressure of performing at university, the pressure to performing at work. You know, all these pressures can come to suppress us. And they suppress our walk with God. You know, and we get into stress actually. Pressure produces stress and stress isn't good. Stress isn't good. It makes you not function properly. And that's what, exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants you. And, and Samson didn't function properly. He didn't function properly. And thirdly, I want to talk about the pride trap. You see, Samson, he thought that he could shake himself free. You know, and he didn't realize that the Lord had departed from him. You see, sometimes there's that saying that, you know, you can grieve the Holy Spirit today, church, by the things that you're doing. You know, I remember a girl recently, she asked me um, at work, I work for a youth, and she gave her life a few years ago. But she's been doing some stuff. And um, she said to me, I don't feel the presence of the Lord. And I just, I just said to her, I just sat down with her, and I just said, sometimes, you know, God doesn't necessarily, we could be in the kitchen, but God can't be there, so he's in the living room. It's not that he's left us, because he'll never leave us or forsake us. But yeah, that's, that's the difficulty with pride, is that we think that we can shake ourselves free, that we can somehow, you know, conjure up the strength. You know, his pride allowed him to... Um, yeah, get in that place of, he didn't have clarity in his decision making. He didn't have uh, a perspective. He didn't have God's perspective. You see, you see, the Lord sees the beginning from the end. He saw everything that was going on with Samson. He saw the areas that he was allowing the enemy to come into. And we really need to be careful of the pride trap today. You see, I remember... I remember when I was fighting, often I would have my uh, trainer in the corner. And it's so key to have your trainer in the corner because he can tell you things that you don't see. And I think the pride of Samson would be like, God, get out my corner. 
I don't need you to fight for me. I don't need you to... Um, and sometimes we can just tell him in our own pride, go. We don't need you. It's not that God has left us, forsake us, but our own pride has chosen for God to be out of our corner. And it's so crucial in a fight that you have God in your corner. You know, when I was fighting in Thai boxing, I'd go back to the corner and um, my trainer would tell me everything that I couldn't see. And pride comes in to make you blind. Pride comes in to, to, to not have God's perspective because God wants to discipline us. God wants to, um, he, you know, he's a good father and he will discipline us and he will tell us the areas where pride has come in. He will, you know, and if you're walking in life and you're not willing for anyone, pride says that I've got this all together. Pride says that I know best. You know, Samson thought he knew best. But he didn't. We know he didn't know best. He thought that he could shake himself free. He thought that he could play around with the enemy. You see, he got too familiar with Delilah. He, it says in the scripture that he lay on her lap. You know, sometimes these traps can, they can make us come over familiar with the enemy. With his ways. Not God's ways. And we need to really, you know, secure ourselves from that. We really need to not drop that guard in the area of pride. You know, some people today, they like being around people because they stroke their egos. You know, oh, you're great at this. You're, you're amazing at this. And, you know, I believe Samson, he was just allowing Delilah to stroke his ego. Oh, that strength. Yeah, and then he alludes to it a little bit. And then, you know, he, he's kind of toying with the enemy. You can't play around with the enemy. You don't play around with the enemy. You fight him. You fight the good fight of fight. You take up your guard. You take up your, your protection. And you fight him with the weapons that God has given you today. You don't play around with the enemy. Because he, he will hit you. And it does hurt. And, it, you know, and some of you today, you might feel like in, in the pressure, where the pressure has been a mountain, that you're going to give up. But I'm going to tell you today that God... You'll never be knocked, you might be knocked down, but you'll never, you'll never be knocked out, you know. You'll never be knocked out. You'll never be knocked out. And that's the grace that God has on us today, is that, you know, he, he saw Lewis in 2012 when I weren't a Christian. And, you know, you might be knocked down by life today. But it's about God's victory. It's about God's deliverance, God's redemption. God redeemed Samson from his pit. He redeemed him from himself. You know, his self-pity. Oh, you know, Delilah's caught me. She's captured me. Now, now I might as well give in. I might as well tell the whole secret. You know, you know God is faithful. God is faithful. That when we cry on the name of the Lord, when we call out the name of the Lord, that he will remember us. That he will remember us. So in any of these areas today, God will, God will remember you. God will remember you when you fall into the trap of performance. When you humble yourself before God and examine the motives of your heart. And you say, Lord, yeah, it's not about me. It's not about the glory of man. It's about the glory of God. It's about your son. Your son, we, you know, in communion, we come around the table because it's about God's strength. You know, Jesus died on the cross. Hallelujah. Yeah, we thank you, Jesus, that you died on a cross for us. Thank you, Lord, that you remember us in our sin. Thank you, Lord, that you have compassion on us. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he has compassion on compassion on us. You know, if you're falling into that performance trap, I just want to encourage you today that the Lord loves you, you know, that you can come, you, you might have come to the end of yourself today. You might have been caught out by the enemy because that's what happened to Samson. But God, you're still chosen. See, let's not forget that Samson was still chosen. 
He was still called to redeem Israel. God still used him. God still came upon him. God still um, took mercy on him. You see, God takes mercy on us every day. You see, he sees the inclination of the human heart and he sees that it's wicked and evil. But there was one righteous in the time of Noah. And, you know, God walked, Jesus walked blamelessly today. He walked blamelessly. If we just focus our eyes on him, Samson took his eyes off the ball. He took his eyes off Jesus. He relied on his own strength. He relied on the pri- his own pride to overtake him, to overtake his decisions. Yeah, and we just thank God that God has the final victory. He has the final word. You know, Samson gets to this place where he comes to the end of himself. And, you know, the Philistines capture him. And they say, perform for us, amuse us. You see again, he's, he's, he's been trapped by his performance trap. But yet he, the, the, the enemy uses the very thing that he's been doing, performing. Amuse us, amuse us. And I just believe God in his compassion took mercy on Samson today. God, I'm just reminded of God's faithfulness, that his faithful love endures forever. That his mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. Even when you're faithless to God today, he's faithful to you. He reminds us that he's faithful to us. You know, Samson was faithless, but God was faithful to deliver him, but also to deliver the nation of Israel. Yeah. And I'll just read from Judges 16 to 23 and I'll wrap it up. See, Samson's final victory. The Philistine rulers held a great festival, offering sacrifices and praises to their god, Dagon. They said, our God has given us the victory over the enemy, Samson. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, our God has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. Half drunk by now, the people demanded, bring out Samson. So he can amuse us. So he, can, so he was brought from the prison to amuse them. And they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand, Place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. And all the Philistine rulers were there. And there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, strengthen me. Uh, No, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. Hallelujah. Maybe you're asking God to strengthen you one more time. You know, I just love that. That fact that, you know, as we wait upon the Lord, that song, as we wait upon the Lord, strength will rise. Strength will rise as you wait upon the Lord. And I believe some of us need to get in the, the quiet place today. Maybe, you, maybe you've fallen for these traps and you just need to get in the quiet place. And you need to wait again on God. You know, sometimes it's not going to be in church that we're going to receive the strength. Yeah, we're going to receive the encouragement, but sometimes we need to close the door. And we just need to get alone with God and we need to be honest to him we need to share our heart with him we need to say lord i've fallen i've fallen to that area of pride i've fallen to that area of performance pressure has got to me the accusation of the enemy is too much it's too much to bear lord it's too much for me to hold you know jesus was in the garden of gethsemane and he he even knew what it was to to come under pressure yet he was strengthened he was strengthened by angels. Angels ministered to him. You know, some of us today, angels are going to minister to us without us even knowing. They're going to minister strength to us. You know, we have to, Samson didn't resist the enemy. You know, it says resist the enemy and he shall flee. He didn't resist the enemy. You know, we need to draw close to God and he will draw close to us. When you're feeling that temptation, you know, just go away, go away to the quiet place. When, because this is the thing, performance can get you in the trap of striving. You can start, 
striving in your own efforts. And then what happens is you make no time for God because it's all about what's going to be seen. And you start living up to the expectation of others. You so want to live up to what he, he or she thinks of you or what your boss thinks of you. Is that you make no time for God because it's all about the affirmation of man rather than the praise of God. And you need to please God. Be a living sacrifice today, church. We need to be a living sacrifice. Yeah. And maybe under pressure, you need to just cast your burdens on the Lord. You need to, you know, he, he cares. Cast your cares on him for you. He cares for you. You know, you may be weary today because of the pressure. But Jesus says, come to me all who are weary. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. You see, the enemy wants to squeeze us. He wants to push us down. And he wants us, he wants us to explode. You know, like sometimes when you put a ball in the water and it just, it, the pressure keeps going. But all of a sudden, pop, it, it, the, the ball pops out. And that's what the enemy wants. He's applying the pressure to us so that we do burst out. That, so that we do, uh, you know, get angry or, you know, we, we make the wrong decision. You know, and Jesus, sometimes, like Samson, you're going to have to come to the end of yourself. God doesn't want that to happen. He doesn't want you to be in a place where you've lost vision, where you've lost clarity. You know, and maybe some of you have lost that today. And it's just time to come back to the Lord and just say, Lord, what's your vision for my life? What's, give me clarity of who I am in you. Not what the world says about me, but what you say about me. You know, and we need to be not ashamed that we can call on the name of the Lord. We have the privilege to call on the name of the Lord. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can call on your name. In our times of trouble, we can call on your name, Lord. When we get, when we get stuck and when we try to strive and perform, Lord, we thank you that we can call on your name. Lord, we thank you when the pressure is amounting, we can call on your name, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you do not shy away from us, Lord, that you see our needs today, Lord. I thank you for that, Lord. Succumb to the, the patterns of this world, but we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I remember in 2012 when I gave my life to the Lord, you know, these trophies and but my real desire was for belts. That's what I wanted. And but I was striving in performance. I, was, I wanted these trophies to um, somehow give me affirmation, to somehow prove me to the world, to prove myself, even to my parents, prove myself to family, prove myself to friends. And, and I was just striving. And actually, I lost my passion. I lost my first love. And it was actually Thai boxing that was my first love. And maybe some of you today, you've lost your first love. Maybe you need to come back to the place of worship where, where it's just about God. It's all about God. It's, it's not about the accolades. It's not about the performance. It's not about getting a name for yourself in the shining lights or a ministry. Yeah, Lord, I just thank you that you're going to strengthen those who feel the burden to perform today. That have got caught up in the world. Who have got caught up by their performance driven Lord. That they want to meet these expectations that they've put upon themselves Lord. And Lord you're just asking for us to humbly come to you. That, Lord, you bring us to a place where this week, I pray that you bring everyone to a place where they depend on you, God. That they don't depend on the strength that's within them. But they start to look at you, Lord, because people may have lost sight of who you are today, Lord. That you're a compassionate God. That you're a good father, Lord. 
And for those who are experiencing pressure, Lord, it might be in the workplace. It might be at home, Lord, where it's come to weigh them down, where the enemy's accusation has come, where the nagging has come, Lord. I pray for a strength to rise up within them. I pray that you will strengthen their faith, Lord, to walk the good walk, Lord, to walk the the walk of faith, Father God. I thank you. Lord, and I pray for those, including myself, where we get short-sighted, Lord, and we come blind to you, and we start relying on ourselves. And I pray that, Lord, we come humbly to you. We come humbly for you. We ask for mercy, Lord, like Samson asked for mercy. And we just ask you one more time, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that your mercies begin afresh each new day. I thank you, Lord, that we might have made mistakes this week, even today, Father God. But your mercy is new today, Lord. That you have compassion on every individual in this room. That, Lord, you, before the foundations of the world, your son was slain. I thank you, Father God, that you had a plan and a purpose for everyone here, Lord. That you knew in our frailty and in our human weakness that we would fall, Lord. We would fall to the deception of the enemy. But Lord, your name is above every name. You're the King of Kings. And you want to rescue us today, Father God. I thank you that you rescue us from ourselves. That you save me from myself, Lord. You save me from the path of destruction. The path of serving self. And Lord, I just pray that we would start looking to others around us. And how we can strengthen one another. I pray that we would be strengthened today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church. Or to access our large archive of other recordings. Go to www.kingscambridge.org If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.